the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race UK Season 1, Episode 7, titled The Family That Slays Together. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one contumacious co-host from the YouTube page WDW Aristocraft. Please say... We are the largest and fiercest tour starring drag queens <laughs> in the world. The Daniel... Jay Brewer. Hello, Joe Batanz. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. I, first of all, I need to apologize for running a little late tonight. You know, yeah. uh, it's difficult to dress a woman of a certain age, and uh, it just took me a little bit longer than, than I needed. I just want to play on those tit trumpets. <laughs> anyway, every, you know, Daniel, you know, he, he's sort of burying the lead here in that he told us, well, we, anyone who follows Daniel J. Brewer on social media knows this, but maybe not a lot of you too, which you should over at, uh, what's your Twitter handle there, Daniel? Daniel, Daniel Brewer. Oh, Daniel Brewer. <laughs> You're a homeowner now, Daniel. That is true. Have you ever owned a home uh, yeah. before? Say what? Have you ever owned a home before? Yeah, actually it was... I've been saying that this has been this will be my fourth home, and then mm-hmm. this morning at the closing, I was going through the other properties, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is my fifth home." <laughs> so, oh. so yes, this this is my fifth home. This is Zach's first, uh, but I I bought a house when I was like twenty four, and then one when I was like twenty eight, and then I another one when I was thirty, and another one when I was like thirty six, and then I haven't for like the last ten years had a house. So it's my first house in ten years. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now it's uh, it, it looks like a nice house. How many rooms does it have? What can you tell us about this house, Daniel? Uh, well, Joe Batanz, I'm glad you asked. It's a, do uh, you have any house, house touring? <laughs> 1,850 square feet under heated and air-conditioned space with a lovely backyard and a, blah, blah, blah. No, it's a, it's a three-bedroom, uh-huh. two-and-a-half bath. Uh, it's two-story. Um, it's got a loft area. So the, the living room, the, the great room is like, has a vaulted ceiling. So that's like half of the house, you know, so it's, there's no upstairs part to that half of the mm-hmm. house. And then on the other side is the two guest bedrooms and the guest bathroom. And then a, a big loft, which we're actually going to turn into the new YouTube studio. Will be in that oh, the new YouTube studio. Listen that's that. right. Now, then, now you have two guest bedrooms. How often do you have guests? <laughs> well, we don't, but, uh, it's, it works out. We both are have big computer setups, and we both do computer gaming and whatnot. And right now, we're just kind of both in the same room doing this. So this way, we can each have our own office to oh, have our computer stuff set up. Yeah. And if we do have a guest come by, well, we have you know inflatable mattresses or futon arrangements, whatever. We can we can actually turn them into a guest bedroom fairly easily. Oh, so. look at this! And 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 they have a large backyard. And tell us. Tell- yeah, it's not as big as I would like, but it's, it's big enough for me to put in a, a pretty elaborate decking system, which I'm looking forward to. Because mm-hmm. I, uh, I have not grilled outside in, like, way too long, like maybe seven years. I am, oh I'm gosh. hankering to get back outside and do me some barbecuing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does so the I'm weather gonna... in Florida allow for that? How cold does it get in the winter in Florida? Uh, I'm glad you asked that. You know, this, this previous day, Wednesday, mm-hmm. yesterday, yeah. you can't talk. Yesterday was the coldest day uh, since March of this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, it was. What was it? Sixty-eight. Oh, so you can you can grill year round there in Florida. <laughs> yeah, <you can. laughs> we get some. I mean, we get some cold evenings occasionally that will get mm-hmm. down into the the thirties or whatnot. Yeah, uh, but but maybe 
a handful of days that get below freezing. Usually, you know, cold for us is in the 40s. If the daytime highs are in the upper 40s, that's a really, really cold day for us. Yeah. Now, how far do you live from this Taylor the Latte Boy? Now or after I move to the Stitch House? After you move to the Stitch House. (laughs) By the way, for those of you who don't know, the the street address of our house is 626, which is why we fell in love with it, because that is uh, Stitch's experiment 626. So right now, we're about 40 minutes away from Taylor, 30 to 40 minutes away from Taylor, and we'll be about, I don't know. 50, 50 to an hour. 50 okay. minutes to an hour. 50 minutes to an hour. That's quite a distance. So, like, if, if Babalu and Taylor Lantibar are at your house and, you know, have maybe have a couple too many cups of cheer at mm-hmm. your house, they can spend the night in your guest room. That's true. They could each spend their night in a separate guest room. True. True. <laughs> so, you could put Babalu on one side, Babalu Taylor on, one on side. the other side. Well, sometimes I yeah. think you, that you, you have to do that. And by the way, I was telling you, I think I told you this off the air as well, is that like, so people, people were concerned, Daniel, when you weren't here last week, because I forgot to mention that it was just a one week sort of thing. And they thought yeah. that, you know, I, I, you, I had fired you or you had quit in anger. And, and they were like, what happened? What happened to Daniel? I was like, oh, yeah. I, oh. Now, I didn't know you were at a pin convention. Yeah, well, yeah. So the, they do. Disney has quarterly pin trading nights. These mm-hmm. are these are events that they do once a quarter that have like special pins produced for them that you can pre-purchase. This one was for the uh, Little Mermaid's 30th anniversary, so there was some Little Mermaid based pins. But it's also just the one time. I mean, well, not the one time. It's one of the four times a year that you can go and see in real life the pins that are going to be coming up for the next quarter. So you can see. The, the previews of the pins that are going to be there and they have prototypes of those pins up there so you can see what's going to be coming out over the next quarter as far as you know limited edition pins so it's we go for that and it's also a huge pin trading event so you can also trade with pins so this time you know we got really lucky because zach was working on this little figment hidden mickey set that he was able to finish uh, we were able to finish our food and wine festival set and none of this means anything to people that don't collect pens but basically they're different collections and we were able to finish a couple of those collections just through trading this time so so we had a really good time oh so you did make some trades yeah yeah we made some and that was one of the we talked about this on our video about it uh but yeah it was at previous events because this is what it, we just started this year so we you know started the first one in february and then we did one in whatever the next quarter is and then the big one is in summer which is their two-day event and then this this was the first one that we really kind of did trading because sometimes when you go into those big trading halls it's just really there are like professional pin people what? and i don't i don't think you have to be a pin trader to understand what i'm talking about like anyone who's so so deeply into something that they make money off of mm-hmm you know, like these are people that put pins on eBay. So yeah. to them, it's not a hobby. It's not something they don't care how pretty the pin is. They just care how much raw cash they can get from that pin. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they do these, you know, these really intimidating kind of things. Like, hey, you don't have anything I want. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, your pins are all crap. And, mm-hmm. you know, so because they that's how they look at it. And it, it's it's intimidating to talk to those kind of people because, you know, nobody you don't want to. You know, you, you already feel like you're putting yourself out there by going up to a stranger and saying, hi, can I trade you this for that? You know, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, to just get that kind of reaction is, you know, is not fun. So this was like kind of the first time that we were able to go around and do it and not really worry about those kind of people just because we just kind of like steeled ourselves to it. And you're like, you know what? We know just as much about these damn pins as they do. So mm-hmm. let's just let's just go for it. So now. I had a good question. Oh, when you walk <laughs> around, 
do do people ever go, oh my god, there you know, there are the WD aristocrats, WDW aristocrats, and sometimes they say hi to you? Uh, we have some people that will, will recognize us and say, we, we have that in the park sometimes too. Um, mm-hmm. at the, a uh, couple of weeks ago, we were at the boardwalk, uh, hotel at Disney world. Mm-hmm. We just left Epcot and we're over there. We were totally not in the ample cream, ample Hills ice cream place because that's not on our diet. So we were totally not buying ice cream, okay. but like this family, like behind us in line, not at the ice cream place, of course, I uh, just came up to us and was like, Oh, we really like your videos. And so we like talk to them and whatnot. So it's, it's really kind of cool that people like just will, will say hi to us. I like, we got recognized on our cruise ship for God's sake. So oh, you did. Yeah. So hmm. It's fun. That's, I mean, that's honestly, I'm not, you know, this makes me a horrible person, but that was the stated goal when we started this YouTube channel was like, you know what? I, I just like, I don't care if we make money off this. I don't care. This isn't a money-making venture. I just want to be able one day to go to the park and have someone come up to me and go, wow, I watched your videos. That was really cool. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's like, that's a total ego thing. But does it happen when you're, how many people go to, I'm really curious, actually, I'm almost to the point where I'm like, what is going on with America? How many people go to these pin trading things? So they, I think they sell about a thousand tickets. What? And there's also, so these quarterly pin trading nights also happen where you're at, Joe. They, they happen on both coasts. So it's like there, November 7th was also a pin trading event over there. Mm-hmm. The Disneyland tickets sell out really fast, like what? super fast. Okay. Um, so, cause I, the pin trading culture in Disneyland is 20 times more aggressive than it is in Florida. What? Yeah, it's like there are there are people. I mean, these are people that make money on eBay. They will show up, you know, at six a.m. at the downtown Disney pin store there to buy the releases every Thursday. So if you arrive there at like eight a.m. in the morning, you're going to be standing in a line that's like an hour long, and you may or may not get the pins. Um, supposedly, you know, Disney is supposed to limit the number of limited edition pins that you can buy, but what they'll do is they'll just get you know six people. And like, here, I'll pay you $5 if you just buy two pins for me. And, you know, so it's like they, they stack the line and then they turn and flip them on eBay. So it's. I just don't understand who, what, what world is this? I don't understand. I don't understand this world. <laughs> it's, it's like any other collectible thing. No, know? I understand like, like that. I Funko understand pops that. Yeah. or whatever. It's like, these are limited edition pins. So these aren't pins that you can just go to the park and just buy, right? They make a thousand 2,000, 4,000 of these pins, and that's it. That's all that will ever be made of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's your favorite character, or if it's a super popular character, um, you know, for, for somebody like, uh, I think I have a pin here that's just stitched dressed like a Santa that came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. It's worth $60 on eBay. I paid $6 for it, you know, back in 2009. But, you know, it's, it's, if it's a popular character in a unique pose that people collect, it's like, it's worth a lot of money. And those, those people that have eBay, you know, they've, they've combed through the data over this past, pin, pin trading started back in 2000, right? So it's like, they have two decades worth of data to mine through here to figure out, you know, what's going to be a really hot selling pin or not. Um, but yeah. This week, Bag of Backtracks, the girls play with puppets and make Hold over their on. mom. Hold yes. on. Yes. We were talking about me not being here last week. Oh yeah, and there there were some things that you guys missed that I need to I need to address. Okay, go ahead. Uh, first of all, I'm very disappointed that you didn't notice that there was no uh, Her Majesty done already done had herses. Oh, you know, I noticed when I watched it, but I didn't bring it up. Yeah, was there a reason for that? Did we figure out what the I reason don't know. for that was? No, oh. 
It was brought up in our Discord, and I, I liked it. but the thing that Zach noticed that I missed, and apparently you guys missed, was uh, there was no reverb on life. Oh, like when it's time to lip sync for your life, there was no echo on it. That makes me think. You know what's so funny? I don't. I don't necessarily think that there was something weird or special about it. As much as I think, like, did they have some other editors who just didn't know? I don't know. What did they play in, in, in place of Her Majesty done already had hers is? They didn't play anything. She just walked in the door. She's like, hello. Oh, hello, hello. Uh, oh so maybe there was one just for interest of time. They just cut it out. That might be. Now, also, the, that, that door's always bugs me. Don't you ever worry? Don't you ever wonder about that door? Like, it's 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 fake wall, right? It's yeah. just like scrim there as a wall, and you've got this door and a scrim. Or something. Do you think that she has to actually walk up the stairs in front of all of them and go in and then... And no, then no, no, no. There's, a, there's like a little back steps that go over the back of it. But, but would they bother for that? They have to readjust the cameras anyway to get that shot. It's just like, do you think they would actually like make her like climb up a step ladder in the back when she would just come it's in? A step ladder. It's the, the same steps in the back and the front. Well, it was shocking when I went to a drag con and I saw those steps. In my head, even when I watch it now, they're so much higher than they really are. It's only like three tiny steps. But in my head, it's like it's like you know she's towering above them. You know, like yeah, in, in, in a belt. No, like, it's, it's it's so tiny. It's not even funny. Like it's she's so, like she's maybe steps. one foot higher than they are. Two feet. Well, she's a very tall woman, so she yeah, has, a, has a big stride. Uh, all right, going back to this, this week, bag of backtracks, the girls play with puppets and make over their moms and sisters in a family drag spectacular. Davina's sister is pregnant, Cheryl's sister looks just like her, the Viv's mom won't say whether she shaved her minge, and Baga berates her mom for being shy. On the runway, the girls walk out with their real family members as members of their drag family, and on the main stage, Baga reads her mom for filth in front of the judges, and she continues backstage during Untucked. The girls, other girls force her to apologize before praising Baga's mom themselves. Back on the main stage, Davina DeCampo is named the winner of the challenge, while RuPaul places Cheryl Hall and Bag of Chips in the bottom two. After a lip sync battle for their lives, Bag of Chips is told, Shantae, you stay, while Cheryl Hall is asked to sashay away. Daniel named two things liked about the episode and one thing you did not. <sighs> two things I liked about the episode. Uh, always loved the puppet challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, although I don't think it landed as well as it does in America, and we can talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, so I like the puppet challenge, and I, I really like their their family members yeah. on the runway. I felt like we spent six and a half hours with them backstage, getting ready. That was really boring, whatever. But when mm -hmm. they were finally on the runway, I, mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed them interacting with the judges and and whatnot. So I, I, I enjoyed that part of it. I thought some of the best moments of the episode actually came from those judge to. Uh, sibling or parent interactions. Um, the thing I didn't like about this episode was this was a 42-minute episode stretched out into oh an hour God. and four fucking minutes. Son of a it bitch, was, I gotta erase mine. Okay, it, was go just, <laughs> it was just, how did you, why, this is like your penultimate show. You yeah. literally have four girls. It's mm -hmm. like, why are you doing an hour and four minutes? They're just not, this is like your complaint about untucked here in mm -hmm. the United States, right? It's like, you're going to do an hour long untucked segment when you only have four girls in the room. It's just boring. And you just realize how much mundane chit chat there is between these contestants mm -hmm. that, you know, just isn't really that entertaining. Nor normally, when when I watch the show the first time and I take notes, and then I turn around and watch it the second time so that I'm you know 
just in case I missed anything and yeah. just kind of to pay more attention to the pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually don't view that as a chore, but tonight, man, it was it was a slog watching the second time. It's just like, yeah, oh, I know what God. you mean. I do the same thing, and uh, on this one, uh, right when they jumped into the workroom for the main channel, I go, I'm just gonna skip to the lip sync. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, nothing really happens in between here. That yeah. uh, it's just like, oh, you walk this way, oh, I walk that way, and it was just. And that's the thing. I think maybe they were hoping for sparks that just weren't there. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you, you, you. Uh, cast it and you make the challenge and then you you know do the sign of the cross and hope for the best um you know when i you know sometimes i'll hear like especially the younger gay afterthought media personalities talking about a song that they heard on the show or whatnot and they're like oh that was a bop you know and they'll say bop and then they'll be like oh i you know i gasp but they played that song and i'm always like what are you talking about this is the first time where i was like oh when they play this song, I love this song. I adore this song. I have always loved this song. I did, I don't know if I consider it really a good drag race lip sync, but it it is a song that I like very very much. And I was so excited. And I'm actually thinking they may have played the whole thing. I, I, it was hard for me to see the cut in this one. Um, and so big uh, big props for actually. I mean, it was a song that I really really liked. I don't know if it was a good song to lip sync to, but it was a good song I really liked. Um, the other thing I'll say is, as tough as I wouldn't say I've been tough on this season. I this season is fine. I like this season. It's not like the greatest season ever, you know. But I I've liked this season. I've enjoyed it, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I will say this: this might be the strongest top three in a long time. Oh I, yeah, oh, I was I trying to think that. of this, and I was just like. I'm not counting all stars because that's a whole different ballgame. But if you're talking about the regular seasons, like has there been since season six? No. Yeah, yeah. Because season seven, you have a pearl. You always have like some sort of filler queen. Season yeah. season eight, you have like a. Well, arguably, season seven you had pearl and violet. <laughs> so that's true and then uh as you know violet chotsky went on to do great things after she won that crown season eight everyone knew bob was gonna win so just by default everyone else and then season nine season nine's a rough one because going into it i think it's everyone thought it was shays to lose but then you know sasha pulled that lip sync out yeah um cameron michaels um (laughs) yeah you know uh no i agree i I mean it's a real i I could see an argument for any one of those three winning next week. Yeah, I could. I, I think, you know, I have my favorite, yeah. uh, Davina, which mm-hmm. I, I've called at the beginning. That was my favorite. So still, I'm still hoping for her. Mm-hmm. I, I, the one thing I, I have going for her, I, um, before you get to the thing that you didn't like, mm-hmm. um, is uh, the one thing I have going for her here is that she has no losses. It's true. So they all, they the all have three wins, mm-hmm. and she's the only one that doesn't have a loss. Yeah, so. she's never been to the bottom. You're right. Which is funny, because they were kind of coming down with her a couple episodes ago. Like she wasn't you know, as advanced as they were. Now she sort of surpassed them. Yep. If you look at the raw points. Uh, the one thing I didn't like, well, I had to change my mind was similar to yours. Um, I'm gonna, I guess I'm, I'm basically ripping myself off, and then I'm going to talk about this more in depth later. But... <sighs> When are we just going to be honest that Michelle is the voice of the producers in RuPaul? And 
that she does this weird double speak that we're going to analyze later when that there's clear that they want to send somebody home. She has to be the person that they can edit it to tell, explain why they're sending this person home for the whatever concocted reasons they have. Because what she says during the, the uh, judges' critiques when they're all in private about Cheryl Hole makes absolutely zero sense. Oh, God, no. But it's said in a negative voice. So you're like, she's like, look, apart from the hair and the makeup and the fact that they were choreographed, I mean, what was the family resemblance? <laughs> and I was like... Aside from the matching DNA test, <laughs> yeah. where's the family resemblance? Here? Yeah, and I'm all like, you dumb bitch, what are you talking about? That makes no sense. And then she goes on to criticize them. I know she's getting at the outfit, but it's like... Clearly, they know what's in the, the, the uh, rushes because, for instance, even in that episode... Uh, RuPaul laughs about them making a joke about um, Bag and yeah, not knowing know. the words. Yep. So it's like she clearly knows what happened. She wasn't there. So they know, they know for a fact that Cheryl, they, that, that the day before the sister, I can't, I will talk about this later. I can't. It just, I watched I have, I have a big conspiracy theory too that we can talk about. Oh, God. I just get so angry when they're just like. <sighs> All right, after Blue's elimination, the girls enter the workroom to find her lipstick mirror message. They're all sad and send her a fond farewell. Later on the couch, Baga backtracks her earlier admission that she didn't know the lip sync. The girls call her out on her bullshit, and Cheryl announces that everyone should show up ready for the lip sync no matter what. This cold open, Daniel. Do you have any big thoughts here? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I don't think... All right. This, this gets so weird, because when Baga said she didn't know the words... Yeah. If you watch last week's episode, when she was in standing in the back in her safe mm-hmm. zone back there, <laughs> yes. she was she was fucking lip syncing along was. with it. She knew the words. Uh-huh. This was one of those psych things, you know, like I'm going to psych them out by telling them that uh, I don't even I didn't even know the words. I don't even know what they are. No, I'm just, I'm just going to go home, whatever, just yeah. to try to get more sympathy, whatever. Remember, my mm-hmm. contention here is that Bag of Chips is an incredibly talented person who is incredible incredibly fucking lazy because mm-hmm. she's never really had to put out for it right mm-hmm. she's good enough just raw talent wise that she will get paid to do gigs get laughs from the audience and mm-hmm. get you know i guess there's not a big tipping culture in the uk but definitely she does very well for herself with a minimal amount of preparation and effort and that is her life right mm-hmm. that is what she lives and here on this show it's just so you know, it, it hurts me. It's like, come on, if you just put a minimum of effort in this, you could be so much better. And it's like, you could just stand above that. But yeah, I think like she absolutely knew those words. Mm-hmm. And for them to then like make it seem like she wasn't playing, it's like, well, you said blah, blah, blah. And I'm yeah. just like, did any of you ever con- consider that maybe she didn't mean it? Like, why are you, you're, you're lying now. It's like, well, maybe she didn't mean it then. Well, yeah, because since you were saying she, she, yeah, I, I don't know. It's maybe she was playing, but then why not just keep playing up that? Why not? Why not just still? Well, because she need it now, right? That's true. <laughs> That's There's true. no more lips like this. Every single four of those, every single four, every, all of those four girls tonight yeah. knew this song. They knew the lip sync because uh, Vivian said, you know, there's a 50% chance you're going to lip sync tonight. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No matter where you think you are in this competition, you should know the penultimate lip sync. Yeah. Uh, now, Daniel, any other thoughts on that? There wasn't really much to this cold open, but it's... it's it wasn't. It's like, there's a weird, weird thing where she went to go wipe the uh, lipstick oh, yeah. message. I know what you're talking and about, the, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of bent inwards, and I'm yeah. just like, is that mylar or something? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. 
I've never seen that on the American one. That is so weird. You're right. It was sort of like warping as she like yeah. almost like it was like they got like that shitty tint they put on like people's cars or something like that. Or like it was it was it very, makes very strange. Me feel a thousand percent better that you saw it too because I'm just like, am I just high? Right no, now? no, I saw it too. And I was like, that didn't look good. Uh, all right, oh, here we go. Yeah, go oh no, no, that wasn't the call. Oh, yeah, keep going. All right, the next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. So for today's mini challenge, we're throwing a bitch fest. (laughs) And we're going to do it with puppets. (laughs) Odd that she didn't say why, because everybody loves puppets. They didn't do that, which I thought was so Yeah, that's actually you. Now you're stealing from my page. Oh, yeah. I have it written down right here. Everybody loves puppets. Question yeah. mark, question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Where was that? All right. So the, the girls had a, I look, I have no basis and I have no evidence for this, but I feel that there's a PA back there who just hands them a puppet, that they're not reaching any kind of bin. That they're the PA I, just hands I them would a agree with that. Yeah. Because they always get, they always conveniently get the puppet that works for the story. So the Viv gets, you know, um, Davina. Yeah. You know, I so let's let's because you know internet. Let's be perfectly clear about this. You don't believe that any of the queens are in on it. It is no. a surprise, a genuine yes. surprise to them what they pull out of that yes. hole. Yeah, yes. I do agree. No, with I, I agree with you. Yeah, there's a there's a PA back. They've already decided who's going to get what puppet. Well, yeah, because clearly they have to set it up so they don't pull themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So but, yeah, they, they just have like you know here. Co- next up, a bag of chips, and then the PA is <laughs> going like, okay, <laughs> oh, bag of she gets. Uh, the Vivian. Okay, here we go. You know, which it's probably is, just on a lazy Susan. It's already laid out, and they just <laughs> oh, that's probably it too. You're right. Uh, you're right. So the bag of, bag of chips gets the Vivian. Davina Campbell gets Cheryl Hole. The Vivian gets Davina, and Cheryl Hole gets bag of chips. Uh, did you have? I was gonna pull clips from this, but there was none of them was funny at all. There was all right. So two things I thought were funny were both from Davina. Okay, and uh. One thing that Baga said that I had to actually rewind and see the closed captioning on when she was doing her Vivian thing. Uh, but the the thing that she said that you couldn't understand, in case you're a horrible American like me, was the Scouses are going to win. So, oh, I strangely in, got that. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, oh, but I listen I, on headphones, though. We don't imagine you do, uh, too. No, I didn't. I watched oh, okay. the TV here. Uh, the two things that Davina said that I thought were kind of funny is uh, the, hey, Cheryl, how are you doing in this competition? Shit. I, I laughed oh, at yeah. that. Funny. And then I laughed at her making fun of the uh, death drop and her banging her head. Oh, yeah, that was funny, too. But it wasn't worth pulling a clip. <laughs> they weren't. But uh, here's, here's – can we talk about this puppet show, though? Yeah. I feel like – all right, the puppets, way more than Snatch Game is my favorite yeah. bit that they do. And, mm-hmm. in fact, they didn't do it in either season 11 or season 10. I don't remember which one, and I, I missed it. Um, But the uh, – I feel like the American version of the puppet show is better. And here's my two cent hypothesis on this. Mm -hmm. I think the pageant culture in American drag forces them to be more pleasant to each other in, in backstage areas, like in, in like Queens travel around to different clubs. And so they work with different Queens all the time. And this, I just think that there's a thing where they just don't rip on each other. Like they just, they're, they're very polite to each other as much as they can. Oh my gosh, what happened there? (laughs) <laughs> Zach just you our entire apartment right mm-hmm. now is just boxes and stuff oh, stacked everywhere yeah, the, I literally I left this one table and laptop and microphone up to do the show tonight and mm-hmm. now this table will get broken down as soon as I'm done because the movers will be here Saturday morning oh and my gosh. They, yeah. 
But uh, I feel like that pageant culture just makes the queens nicer to or forces them into some kind of forced civility more mm-hmm. so than because these British queens, they just dig on each other all the time. So when they're doing the puppets, it's not that catharsis. It's not that release of I'm going to say something that I normally wouldn't say to you in the guise and the safety of this puppet being my avatar. It's more like I'm just going to make the same jokes that I've already heard. Right. It's just like was on the American show. Oftentimes the puppets will say things that the queen themselves would never say. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it entertaining. Right. It's uh it's the Crow T robot from Mystery Science 3000, right? It's just like sometimes you can say things with puppets that you just can't with humans. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think like British, they're just so naturally honest and shady to each other in kind of a jovial kind of a way yeah. that it's, it just takes the, the shock value out of it. And it's just kind of like they're just saying the same things that they say to each other's face. So it's, it just becomes an example of bad puppetry. I guess it's a good way to put it. Cause I was I was wondering. I was saying that they they say they're so funny and so shady to each other when they're just talking, and then it seems whenever they do these kind of challenges, like the reading challenge or this challenge, they just sort of I don't know. It's just sort of like Meh, it falls yeah. apart. Yeah, it's sort of weird. it does, and it's just like because they're saying the lines that they delivered were in essence lines that we'd already heard them say. Yeah, to each other. Huh. All right, to, to, it, it, I, yeah, you're, I, I, you 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 pretty much nailed the explanation. I, I never thought of that explanation, but I think that's a perfectly reasonable explanation. As, well, I, you know, now that Taylor's coming from a job, I had to like step up my, uh, my, my talk. <laughs> I think I think you can have your job if Taylor has his way. <laughs> Uh, all right. Davina DeCampo was named the winner of the challenge before RuPaul announced this week's Maxi Challenge. Here we go. It's this one. So for this week's Maxi Challenge, I want you to do a drag makeover on some of the most important women in the world. Please give a warm drag race welcome to Bag of Chips mom, Josie. Davina DeCampo's sister, Karis. The Vivian's mom, Cassie. Cheryl Hole's sister, Gina. Racers. You need to take your beautiful mums and sisters and transform them into glamorous, gag-worthy, sickening drag queens. In the workroom, Davina's sister announces she's pregnant. Cheryl Hole is going to go with a bodysuit, even though she knows Michelle hates bodysuits. The Viv asks her mom if she shaved her minge, and Bago wants her mom to stop being shy. During the table visits with RuPaul, Davina's sister isn't worried about her baby turning into a drag queen. Bago's mom knew she... Uh, Bagga was gay when Bagga was five. Cheryl's whole sister taught Cheryl how to apply makeup, and everyone back in Liverpool is very supportive of the Vivian. Daniel J. Brewer, any thoughts on what happened here in the workroom, table visits? It's all kind of nice. I don't really know. I'm curious. I'm actually more curious to hear what you have to say about it. So, first of all, yeah. You know, a read that would have been really good in the puppet show? Sure. Would have been. Uh, well, you're not afraid of a little foundation, are you? Which is what RuPaul said to Cheryl Hole's sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very good point. <laughs> um, the All right. It was boring. But I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And this is the foundation of my conspiracy theory here. Okay. Uh, on the tables in front of them, as they were doing the table reads, I noticed that on Davina's table, there was two pairs of matching high heels. All right. Two matching purses, yeah, and matching uh, rings, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, all right. So either Davina knew 
that her sister was coming to this competition mm-hmm. or this all came from that, you know, you're allowed to use these wigs and shoes and jewelry, right? The, the sponsors in mm-hmm. essence of the, of the challenge, yeah. although you can't have a sponsor in the BBC. Uh, did so you see at the end? Did you see at the end they put a little tweeter hit there? I'm sure any yeah. UK listener did not see this, but on the on the uh, Wow Presents Plus version, there was a little banner to tweeter head while Cheryl was talking right there that they overlooked. I did not. See yeah, it. yeah, that, that's interesting. But on the other tables, I saw matching pairs of shoes. So they uh, on Bag of Chips table, I think there's a pair of matching black shoes. On the Vivian's table, there was a matching pair of black high heels, um, and some other stuff. So I was noticing all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I noticed the two people that didn't wear those matching pairs of shoes on the runway were the two people that were in the bottom. Okay. Also, the one person in the bottom that went home was the only queen not wearing jewelry from the sponsor's table. But do you think perhaps that all went out the window when the zipper broke? I don't know. I'm just saying, conspiracy theory-wise, yeah. if you want to win a challenge on RuPaul's Dragways, make sure you use the sponsor shit. Because <laughs> it's like the Vaga and, uh, and her mom only used the jewelry. They didn't use the high heels. and They, they were the ones that stayed. Cheryl didn't use any of it. But uh, if you look at... Uh, the Vivian, she mm-hmm. used as many of those fucking jewels as she could. Mm-hmm. And hell, uh, Davina, like, hot glued them all over the shoes, even. Like, she put the, you know, took the shoes, the sponsor shoes, and then hot glued the, the sponsor's jewels all over them, and then all over those dresses. So, it's like, the person that used the most of the products won the competition, and the person that used the least amount of those products lost the competition. That's an interesting point. I never thought of that. But you know what's so funny? They're so picky about when they can use it, because... Do you remember, uh, this is during uh, last season, um, when, there was one episode where uh, Silky Nutmeg Ganache was like, oh my god, I need to make a dress, I wish I had material. And I'm like, there's a whole wall of fabric <laughs> behind you. And yes. um, But I think I read later that they're not allowed to use it unless they're told they can use it, or right. something weird like and, that. But here's the thing. I don't believe this conspiracy theory. I'm oh, just you saying. You don't believe the conspiracy theory. This is how boring this episode was that I had time to come up with that. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, conspiracy theory, just based on the stuff that was on the table in front of them. They were clearly trying to kill time because they, they, they would all have this weird extra question from RuPaul that was, he was like, he was like, oh, you're all right, babes. And you're like, what, what? <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. Why did you just ask that question? It was weird. And she's like, like yeah, we're fine. Uh okay, well it's gonna be kind of more of the same thing here. Uh, back in the workroom, Baga is confident they can win if the mom can get past her shyness. Davina and Cheryl practice walking with their sisters. Baga and the Viv realize they need to bring something to the table other than choreography. Cheryl's sister outfit busts a zipper, and the families all get to know each other just a little bit more. It's elimination day, and Cheryl's exhausted while Davina feels great. Cheryl's sister is sad because she thinks she messed everything up for Cheryl. Everything, mar- Everyone marvels at how beautiful Davina's sister is. The Viv's mom knows how confident Viv- the Viv is in drag, and the Viv doesn't think Baga and her mom are very close. Uh, any thoughts on this further workroom and elimination day stuff, Daniel? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think going for the Michelle Visage Award was Cheryl Hole, who, mm-hmm. when sitting next to her sister, yeah, when Baga said, on a scale from not to uh, seizure or whatever, 
how bad do you feel about that zipper? You know, saying I'm in a state of emotional panic, <laughs> right? She, and then the cut to the next scene where she's like, uh, I told her, no, it wasn't a big deal. We're just here to have fun. And it's, it doesn't matter at all. I'm just like, you, she was sitting right next to you when you said that it was the worst possible thing yeah. that could ever happen. And now you're saying, telling all these other people who were also there, yeah. that you said something completely different. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you, ma'am, should uh, be a producer of this show. She probably is. You might remember this. Have a sister. Uh, notice I'm not chiming. I really have nothing to say. I tried taking notes. I know. Like, yeah, I feel like, like it's know. just the the Daniel Brewer pontification. Well, no, say. you know, it's so funny because it's like it, it that. But this can this can happen um, at, at this point of the season. Like everyone, a, a perfect example. And people often compare the season to season six. And actually, maybe that is a good season to compare it to because I sort of feel like season six is a, a weird season in that it's good. It, comes right out of the gate like gangbusters but then when you get to this point of the competition like what the glitter ball i think was that year what i don't know whatever point it is that it is or remember the video that the, the episode where we had to film the stupid video fly fly yeah fly, it's horrible yes. it's boring like nothing goes Uh-oh. on like the, the very last few episodes of season six are so slow they had to make up a fight between ben de la Creme and, and darian lake that didn't exist because they had nothing else to put in the episode. I feel like I feel like the four-person video production thing would have been better than a relative makeup challenge here. Just because, at least if the song is catchy, it, it's it's more entertaining. You know what you say this right now, but it's a boring episode. I don't care. No, I did. You yeah. see the previews for next week? That fucking twink choreographer. I now was, here. Oh, oh, oh! I, you're going to say what Zach said, which is well. I guess we found Todrick. You know, the 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 UK's version of Todrick. Were you about to say that? No, I don't give a oh. shit. This guy's hot. Like I'm. Oh, like, okay. oh my god. Oh yeah, but he's kind of a dick. I know. It, it's well, a thing. I, where I people think there's are a dick. difference between being a dick and being extra. Like there's there's a difference between just having no patience and going like, oh, come on, do it again, do it again. It's like if it had been Todrick, it would have been more. Well, <laughs> do you not realize how important this is to world <laughs> peace that you get this dance job absolutely straight? Well, okay, it's not only that, but the extra part is a very good way of putting it because it's also with Tondrick that, like, okay, look, if the person's messing up, you're saying, all right, do it again, and you're frustrated, that's fine. But Tondrick Kennedy will be like, my foot broke. I, I, you know what? How badly do you want this, Kennedy? How badly do you want this? Push that bone back inside the skin and just carry on. Yeah, and it's just like, Todrick, come on. Ugh, the worst. All right, we're going to take a break right here. I'm going to play these horrible stings that I have. Oh, God. Oh, God. That did not work last week. As a listener... What were you going to say? As a listener, uh, no, no, those little sting, those stingers didn't work. You, I mean, the idea of a stinger is pretty cool. Yeah, and and I and I and I could probably send you some examples of, of things that you should maybe try to emulate. Just well, to, I have to try to keep it, but to me, I have to keep it thematic to the theme song. Right, but the problem with it is they were just too long. It's just like oh, if, I know. If, I got if, if those stingers were like half the thing or whatever. Yeah, they need to be like five seconds. And this one, this one right here. And, and what was one, and what was your throwaway line? What was your what was your, not throwaway? But what was your throw line? We'll be back you, right after this. Yeah, all right. So you should probably if you want to if you want to do more like the BBC feel. Then you have to, you know, say something like, uh, you know, you have to repeat the name of the show that you're listening to. Oh, I see. And okay. then, and we then we'll be back in sixty. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like they're big on that. Back in 60 with Drag Race Recap. Yes! Wow, those sound amazing. I want to buy three of them. <laughs> All right, Daniel. Did, did, you, did you talk about the Discord server on that break? I did. I wasn't listening on the whole commercial break there, did you? Uh, did, no. You didn't I, talk about the Discord server. You know, uh, the best thing about the Discord server that you mm-hmm. can have, you're a, a member of Patreon, of the uh, patreon.com slash media, is the uh, fact that you can... Without any repercussion whatsoever, make fun of Adam Burns, Taylor <laughs> Latte Boy, uh, Evan Ayers, because yeah. these fuckers are never on Discord. Never so it's on. like you can say whatever the fuck you want to. You if really you could. got a bone to pick with one of these queens, yeah, you just go on the Discord, just go into that general channel, and just like yeah, Taylor Latte Boy is the yeah. dirtiest motherfucker. And it's just like yeah, it'd be great. It'd be they never. Well, what's funny? Adam does post in the Discord, but in very bizarre places. Not yeah, the and then you just would think, yeah. randomly at like 2 a.m. in the morning or yeah. something. Yeah, he'll be like, here's a recipe for mashed potatoes. Uh, I was trying to make this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Daniel, it's time for the looks. You know, once again, I'm going to tell you something. Haley and her mom have given me the look descriptions. Yes. Since there's so few looks, we can go through them. Right Right now I have Rue is wearing a coral mini dress with a voluminous skirt. She has a matching flower and her perfect blonde updo, reminiscent of her supermodel days. Uh, Jimmy, big thoughts on Rue's look this week, Daniel? Hated that dress. I hated the dress, too. I agree. It was like like something left over from toddlers and tiaras that she likes to be like one of those little cupcake dresses and whatever, mm-hmm. like, uh, make your pretty hands now. Make your pretty hands. It was like, oh, it was, you know, I hated that dress. I feel like Detox had a similar dress in season five, too, at some point. That, that we, I don't like that style at the bottom with the big poofiness at the bottom. All right, we have Cheryl and Sissy Hole. They're dancing and bucking down the runway in gold and pink fringe bodysuits. They're sporting identical makeup and blonde finger wave wigs. Uh, what were your thoughts on Cheryl and Sissy there, Daniel? I, you know, they were the first out, so we didn't really have anyone to compare them to. And I didn't hate their, you know, the, the, the fringe look being as, you know, a family members. And I think even Michelle says like, well, I see the family resemblance, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, so I just, it was all right. I mean, they're basically swimsuits, right? With, with some tassels on them. Yeah, they were pretty simple. I don't know why Michelle hated them so much. I mean, No. I know why Michelle quote-unquote hated them so much, but they really weren't offensively bad. They weren't offensively. They, they, honestly, I think the broken zipper, like, I, I would have liked to have seen what the outfit was. Yeah. That well, what's funny is in years past, they've done a thing where, like, oh, my God, it was so close. And then you go, like, well, you know, at the end of the day, she didn't. In other words, they didn't need to justify why they sent Cheryl home. The other yeah. queens have so many badges. She's never won anything. And it's just her time to go. Even Cheryl was like, it's my, I didn't, I'm not surprised. But it is weird, like, false, like, anger about it. I don't know. It's so weird. All right. The Vivian and the mother are both wearing black evening gowns and coiffed blonde wigs. Vivian is wearing a skin-tight lace gown, and her mother is in a black gown with sheer robe and sleeves. Daniel, your thoughts on the Vivian and the mother? I'm sorry. I fell asleep there. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was very black. Yeah, they were raving about this, and I didn't get the rave. 
Why has it got to be black? Yeah. It's, uh, they, they had matching shoes from the sponsor table, and they had matching gems from the sponsor table. That, that's, that's all I know. Yeah, and what was really funny, I will say, in the workroom, I didn't realize how much taller the Vivian was over her mother. And they walk on the runway, I'm like, oh my god, it's a midget and a giant. Yeah. Also, Alan Carr doesn't know how to say Pekingese. What do you say? I did something like Pekingese or something. I don't know what he used to Oh. All right, next up we have Davina and Delicia DeCampo. They're trend- trotting down the runway in identical white crystal gowns and big red wigs. They're goofing around and rocking identical baby bumps. Your thoughts on this, Daniel J. Brewer? Loved it. I, th- mm-hmm. I love the outfits. I love their performance. I thought they were they were great. I thought her making herself look like she was pregnant was really cute. And uh, uh, are we doing the judges read later? We can do the read later, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I- yeah no, I like their outfit a lot. And then finally, bag of chips and oh, bag of chips. Oh yeah, and sack of taters, sack of spuds, sack of spuds are channeling <laughs> their inner Kardashian black sequin bodysuit and gown. Baga is wearing a short Kris Jenner cut, and her mom is in a wig pulled all the way down to her sharpie eyebrows. Your thoughts on Baga's look, Daniel? Uh, hasn't she worn that twice already? Oh, has she? Isn't it just that spangly jumpsuit that she wears? It's just a different color one. So is it the same like, one that she wore as um, Laser yeah, Minnelli? Minnelli? Remember when she came out? It's like if you just throw a little bowler, a little sequin bowler on that, wasn't that the same dress she went, wore when she did the Liza Minnelli? I don't know. I, I'm so bad at this. I, I can't tell these things. I, it, it may have been a different color. Okay. It, it's that Bianca Del Rio where like every single dress is the same. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Different color kind of a thing. And yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's. that was the looks. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right, back on the main stage. Baga insults her. Yee and Jimmy have their work cut out for them because this was this is pretty sparse. Runway to mm. talk about. I've heard that show. <laughs> no, I heard you on the rumor mill. Uh-huh. Oh, Evans is going to be back next week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank, thank God. No, Daniel. That was, Daniel. That Daniel. I agree with you. I agree with you. I said, didn't I say this during the show? You did. Yeah. I felt so out of place there and just felt like like you were the cop showing up. Yes. 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 And they kept trying to tell me I wasn't, but I clearly was. Because when I hear them talking to each other, like, (laughs) they're like talking over each other. And then with me, it was like I was um, the the principal and they were in trouble and I was asking them what happened. Yep. You know, like I was questioning them. I know. I agree with you, Daniel. It was a painful listen. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Next week we'll just can't. Next time we'll just cancel the episode. Or I don't know why George couldn't run it, or Jamila, or Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, know. Jimmy can't because he doesn't have a microphone. But you, uh, <laughs> Jimmy you know, does have a microphone. I don't know if Jimmy knows how to use the microphone, but Jimmy has a microphone. Good. It sounded like he was like using a laptop microphone or something. You know what? I think at the end he was. I think that was it. Wasn't connecting to his microphone for some reason. Maybe he was having the same problems you were having on Zencaster. Uh, all right, on the main stage, Bag insults her mom repeatedly in front of the judges and other contestants. Backstage and untucked, all the girls toast their family members while Bagga continues to read his mom. The other girls step in and force her to apologize, and then they all praise Bagga's mom. During the judges' critiques while discussing Cheryl Hole, Michelle made a statement that made no sense. Cheryl Hole and Sissy Hole had probably the best choreography of the night. Okay, fair enough hair and the makeup was the only thing for me really that said family resemblance 
Okay. All right. It's, 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 so then what's wrong, Michelle? When we do these family resemblance challenges, yes, the the, re- the prerequisite is they have to look like each other. Yes, they look like each other. But then where do we go from there? And I- what does that mean? They're Like she didn't step it up. What does that mean? None of that makes sense. Joe, it makes perfect sense. Look. <laughs> The only reason that they look like they were family members is because they had identical makeup and hair. <laughs> and, and, it, they, and they looked incredibly similar yeah. as if they were actually biologically <laughs> brother and sister. <laughs> aside from that, though, aside from that, yeah. you know, what are they doing? They need to step it up. Now, by the way, lest anyone think, oh, you're taking it out of context, that's the entire quote. Then they move on to, you know, Rue or Alan Carr or somebody. That's the entire quote. I did not, I did not leave anything out. That is what they presented to us as the negative Cheryl uh, Hole also, comment. Also, was choreography required? Because no. he was just like, well, they had the best choreography of anybody. Yeah. And uh, it was just like, wait, what, that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a dance contest. Yeah. Now, maybe the editors of the show fuck Michelle over and she goes on and on and on, but... That's not what they showed us. So, anyway, so you had something you wanted to before we go to the uh, untucked and all that drama. Um, you had something that you said you wanted to say about the judges' critiques. What was it? Oh, so when they came to Baga and they were basically criticizing her for the hair being different and the dress being different, mm-hmm. I'm curious why Baga didn't instead of just making excuses, primarily with her mom being fat and old. Um, why, why didn't she just say, oh, no, the concept here is that I'm Kris Jenner. This uh-huh. is a Kris Jenner wig. She's, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Kardashian. She's Kim yeah. Kardashian. She's got the Kim Kardashian. See, I, the, the point is, is that I'm her mother. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm trying to be her mother and rein her back in. And it's mm-hmm. like, why didn't she explain her concept instead of just saying, well, no, well, you know, she's fat. Yeah. And uh, and she's uh, old and she's blind. She's and, shy. Uh, she's shy. Don't forget that she's shy. Uh, which, by the way, I saw no evidence that she was shy. Because to me, shy. a shy person wouldn't agree to go on national television and do drag. Right. With their sex tape. Yeah. With their sex tape. <laughs> But she's really in she, fairness, though. If she's blind. She might have thought it said like yeah. six times. Yeah, but she, but she's shy, Daniel. She's really, really, she's really very, shy. She's very shy. Um, and I, I'm kind of all right. If you watch that piece in the judges thing where RuPaul asks, "What's her name?" Joe, Josie. Yeah, ask Josie a question, mm-hmm. and there's a pause where Josie is like looks flustered, mm-hmm. and then Baga answers for her. Right. Yeah. And it, and but if you're not watching the body language, if you're just listening to the audio of it, it really mm-hmm. does sound like Rue asks Josie a question, and then Baggett just jumps in and answers it, um, and speaks for her. But I think that's kind of one of those, you know, there, if you have any kind of good relationship with your parents whatsoever, you can kind of read their body language. You kind of know where they're going with things. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you know that your mom gets flustered mm-hmm. being asked questions and, you know, being singled out like that guy kind of makes her scatterbrained. Mm-hmm. Then as a good son, you're going to jump in and try to protect her. Right. And you're going to go ahead. Cause Oh wait, I can handle this. I mean, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting because I think it, it, it's based on what your own personal relationship with your parent is, how you view that scene as mm-hmm. to whether you view it as Baga, just talking all over her mom and steamrolling her. Or whether you view it as, oh, he's just answering for her 
because he knows that she's completely flustered and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I no, feel no, no, like, I know what you're saying, exactly. I feel like it's an interesting kind of litmus test there is like, do you think she was being a dick or not? And I think it says more about your relationship with your parents really than kind of thing because it wasn't outright horrible. She was just speaking over her. I'm talking about that thing, not about the part about calling her fat and old. Um, <laughs> but... Well, yeah, I think you're right. Sometimes you're looking out for your mom, so you're speaking. Parents do that with their kids all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think Alan Carr brought that up in the thing, because I think some of the stuff that was maybe left out was them attacking her for that, and then Alan going, well, wait, 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 you know, I've done stuff with my mom, and I know how she is, and so I'll step in. Yeah. And, you know, he's just being a good son and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. But, the, look, but they, they, they just need to have Baga and Cheryl in the bottom two. That was just, I mean, that was just what they needed to do. And so they were just going to make it because if you, the Vivian and her mom had different wigs, styles, you know, they weren't the exact same wig. They even commented on that. Yeah. But all right. Yeah, you're right. Because one of them looked like a Pekingese. Um, yeah. The here's the thing, though. When you say they needed to have that, are yeah. you saying that this is uh, rigamorous, that this is uh, yes. this is preordained yes. rigamorous? yes. Kind of a thing. Because you know, when we're talking about Drag Race US, mm-hmm. I oftentimes disagree with the rigamorous concept because mm-hmm. of the US game show laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they are giving away a cash prize, they are underneath the game show laws where they have to show that it was a fair competition. Um, so some things that may be coincidental could look like they were, you know, rigamorous or whatever in the way that they chose to edit and show you to it. But I don't think the actual event necessarily was rigged. It just happened to turn out that way. Um, like, and that's a horrible example, but I'm just like, but this is interesting because they don't have those laws in the UK and there is no cash prize here. So I don't know. Maybe they could do some some rigamorous on the UK show that they couldn't on the US. But I'm inclined to believe that coincidence happens a lot more than we are willing to believe that it happens. Okay. Like we had this recent swap box thing on our YouTube channel where we had to send another channel some stuff for their cat and then mm-hmm. another channel sent us stuff for their cat. And we sent this mystery bag that had nine possible keychains that could have been in this bag and only one of them was a cat and so we we wrote a little note like well we hope you get raja which was the cat uh you know blah blah, blah. and they opened it and it was raja mm-hmm. like a, a one in nine chance and they got the raja we didn't know that we just yeah. picked a bag and, and sent it to him but then they were just like oh they probably felt in the bag to see if that was so it's like somehow it, with coincidences happen we're just quick to like kind of like figure out that there must have been some other reason other than just coincidence mm-hmm but in a random world, I think coincidences happen a lot more than we, we think they would. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Later, with the girls back on stage, RuPaul named Davida DeCampo as the winner of the challenge and marked the Vivian as safe. That left Bag of Chips and Cheryl Hole at the bottom two. After lip sync battle for their lives, Bag of Chips was told, Shantae, you stay, while Cheryl Hole was asked to sashay away. Daniel J. Brewer, any final thoughts on the episode? You know, yeah. what was with that ending? She, RuPaul completely skipped the whole, you know, prior to tonight, mm-hmm. you were asked to prepare a lip sync 
she didn't she didn't say that. She just like kind of jumped from and she almost seemed confused when she said, you know, in a moment I will tell one of you to sashay or santé, which means stay. Wait, now, you, like, now you have my it, curiosity peaked. Yeah, it was it was just weird that, that it wasn't the normal patter. Well, and it sounded like a good portion of it was ADR'd. It was really weird. Really? So hold on for a second. Now you're making me want to watch this. This is how boring this episode was. Yeah. Just that I had I had time to 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 to, to suss that out. I want to be in the right. top three. So let me see. Your contention is what? Before we get to it, what's your contention? So the next words usually are prior to tonight. Okay. You were asked to. Uh, no, she may say the in a moment. I'll ask you to Shantae, which means is but she always includes the prior to tonight. You were asked to perform a lip sync. You know, blah, blah, blah. this is your final chance to impress me and save yourself from elimination. Has she said that at all this season? Though I don't remember that. I yes. always think, okay. Hold on. Here we go. I have got to bring this to Queens. Stand before me. Also, that was weird too. To Queens. In a moment, I'll ask one of you to Shantae, which means stay. And one of you to sashay away. I've consulted with the judges, but the final decision is mine to make. Ladies, this is wait, wait, hold your on, last on. chance. Okay. Impress me and save yourself from elimination. I think there's some weird cuts that you're right. The time has come. Yeah. You to lip sync for your life all right well i don't know well that's what's fun that's that's very the show though oh god the reason i know that that line's usually there is because i think like on episode three Mm -hmm. she fucked it up and she said prior to tonight you were asked to perform a lip sync oh (laughs) well no but but this is very the show like well how are we gonna kill time why don't we ask extra questions the end like oh my god we need we need to cut time like (laughs) so uh anything else daniel brewer nothing else uh although i did have a backup if the uh because i was worried that you might take the woman of a certain age and use that as my intro clip oh no i didn't which would of course stolen my thing no in which case then i was going to switch my opening line to may i call you jiggly oh that oh, you know and then the yeah and then uh that was a weird thing where the judge said may i call you my my may i call you mother and then mother, it was kind of yes. awkward she was like yeah May I call you Jiggly? And then the have woman, you ever, yeah. Have you ever seen Chewing Gum? What? The show. Chewing oh Gum. no, no, no! I've not seen Chewing Gum. Is she on that yeah. show? She's the star of that show. Yes, and and oh. it's, she, she has a very quirky uh, sense of British humor. Oh, okay, very. I my, my cousin liked Chewing Gum. I never watched it though. Um, all right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1. So, for Daniel Brewer and myself... We're not afraid of a little uh, foundation, are we? any comments thoughts or questions about drag race uk email us at drag race recap at gmail.com follow us on twitter and instagram at drag race recap our instagram account is managed by steven starling 
You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drag race recap. If you want more access to Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Follow Daniel Brewer on Twitter at Daniel Brewer. Also, subscribe to his YouTube channel at youtube.com slash wdwaristocrats. That's w-d-w-a-r-i-s-t-o-c-r-a-f-t-s. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>